the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on the answer. Interesting numbers in from... uh, Q3 media ratings. Joe Rogan experience average viewers per show in millions. Joe Rogan per show. Per show, Joe Rogan. 11 million. 11 million. That's crazy. Tucker Carlson is next at three and a quarter million. The five, three million. Hannity, three million. Fox News, 2.4 million. The Ingram Angle, 2.4 million. Are we down to a non-Fox or non-Fox show yet? That's one, two, three, four, five Fox shows. Then Rachel Maddow, 2.2 million. MSNBC primetime, 1.2 million. 1.2 million. Half. Half of Fox News primetime. That's the Brett Bear show. So Fox crushing it. CNN is all the way down under a million. Go woke, go broke. 844-TALK-989, our number. Robert called it. He is on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Robert. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted to add to the dialogue about uh, passages uh, SB 215 that Ohio has been an open carry permitless state for quite some time. Um, You have not needed to have a permit to open carry your firearm in Ohio since I can remember. Well then, why did I have Number to take? Why did I have to take a class to get a CCW? Well, I want to get to that in a minute. Um, Ohio is the twenty-third state to pass this, and if you look at the other states that have, there has not been a significant increase in crime as a result of this. Now, back to your point, open carry is is far more risky than concealed carry. And in my, in my opinion, if you need to take a class, you should be doing it for open carry, because it's the the, the weapon's exposed. It, it's attracted. It, it you're you're it's, attracting. Sure, it's provocative. And, it's, it's absolutely provocative. Yes, absolutely. So, but as a responsible citizen, uh, with this new law, yes, train yourself. Absolutely. Do not, do not be. be uh, do not go out there without practicing. And there's things online that you can do to practice. And I just ask people just to be a responsible citizen. Well, certainly. I mean, we always want to stress responsibility in all aspects, and never more so than when you have, you know, a lethal weapon in your possession. Uh, first and foremost, I'm heartened that this has not led to any of the incidents that I fear, which is violence against police officers. Um, the, that would be the, my number one concern, be violence against police officers. If that has not happened in other states, as you said, then fantastic. Uh, do I think it can can potentially make society safer? Sure. Why should the bad guys only be the ones with guns? 
The good guys should have guns too, provided they know how to use them and provided they don't lose their judgment. Because, man, that's like, you pull a gun out, like that is the point where you better be doggone sure what you're doing and why you are doing it. Uh, Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, uh, noting that uh, Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine, the president, who uh, I think everybody has been super impressed with around the world with his leadership. Uh, Here is Tom Cotton on Fox talking about Vladimir Zelensky's address tomorrow, which he will do via Zoom to the U.S. Congress. We had a a conversation uh, via uh, teleconference last weekend with President Zelensky, and some of the actions he asked Congress at the time, we got very promptly, like, for instance, uh, Visa and MasterCard pulling out of Russia. But he also asked uh, last Saturday, 10 days ago, for the transfer of those MiGs as well. Unfortunately, we still haven't got them. I suspect tomorrow, when he provides a virtual address to a joint session of Congress, he'll also lay out more requests. And to the greatest extent that the United States and NATO can, we should grant him those requests. He's the one that's running around from hiding spot to hiding spot inside of Kyiv as they're getting shelled, as you showed earlier, bravely leading his people. If he says that he needs something and we can provide it to him, then that's what we should do. I have thought this through um, numerous times. I've prayed about it, trying to figure out, because I take my position here having this platform and um, giving my opinions to you. I don't want to just get on here and spout stuff without thinking it through. I want it to be logical. I want it to make sense, and I want it to be aligned with my faith. And you hear from the Biden administration, oh, we want to be careful, careful, careful. We don't want to provoke Vladimir Putin. We don't want to start World War III. Okay, this is such a phony, stupid narrative. We don't want to start World War III. It reminds me so much of Neville Chamberlain and what the European response was initially to Adolf Hitler going in and taking countries. Well, we don't want to upset him. Like, as someone who is pro-life, I can't sit back and watch women and children get bombed and killed knowing our country has the capacity to do so much more than it's doing and feel good about the actions of our country in Ukraine. It's great we're sending them stinger missiles and all these things that can shoot planes out of the air and crush tanks and all that. I fail to see any discernible difference at all between sending the missiles that can shoot down planes and sending Poland planes because Poland gave its planes to Ukraine. Why can't we give planes to Ukraine? Because the Ukrainian pilots don't know how to fly our planes. But the planes that Poland has are Soviet-built MiGs. And Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union, and their pilots know how to fly them. So to me, that is one of the really, really glaring examples of the feckless nature of the Biden administration on this. That we are worried about offending, agitating, escalating Vladimir Putin. Oh, like, the man is using thermobaric bombs to blow up city blocks indiscriminately killing women and children, shooting journalists. What are we afraid of? Oh, we're afraid of nuclear weapons. How sure can you be he's not going to use them anyway if he doesn't get what he wants when he wants it? Look, I just, I think we have to do more. We have to do more because as Tom Cotton points out, what we're doing now, we are letting Putin and other bad guys around the world dictate to us. 
President Biden projected weakness and conciliated with Vladimir Putin throughout 2021. And I think there's a big measure of that driven by the Iran nuclear deal. Remember, the Ayatollahs wouldn't even sit down with Joe Biden's representatives at those negotiations. So he was relying, in effect, on Russia to be his lawyers representing the United States to Iran. And to this day, he is still relying on Russia to try to, see, to, try to seal a nuclear deal with Iran at a time when Russia is waging a brutal war of aggression in Ukraine and when Iran is shooting ballistic missiles into Iraq, nearly destroying our consulate in Erbil. Yeah, Cotton's talking about the Sunday incident where Iraq shot missiles and oh sorry didn't mean to come that close sure they did sure they did they're testing us and putin doing what he's doing in ukraine he's poking us in the chest or in the eye every day he's poke 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 oh i'm gonna use nukes don't you do don't you dare send planes i'll consider it provocative i'll consider it escalatory we react to him we have been reacting to him all along oh we can't take him out of the swift banking system oh we can't cut off our russian fuel Now we're begging him to broker a deal with Iraq on oil. Why? Because we won't drill our own oil. Why? Because we have to keep the green freaks happy with cutting carbon emissions here. Are they cutting them in India? No. Are they cutting them in China? No. Are they cutting them in Russia? No. And so the Biden administration touts this false narrative that if we do anything, oh, we're going to be starting World War III. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Now, Biden's a stooge, and he's always been a stooge. He's the guy in your high school class who everything just fell right for him always. He hid in the Senate for 40 years. Every time he came out of his hole and took a position where people noticed him, like in the Clarence Thomas hearings, he looked like and sounded like, because he is, a buffoon. So I get him saying something stupid like that. John Kirby's a different deal. John Kirby served in the military. John Kirby, I have no respect for, because John Kirby, now Pentagon spokesman, a guy who served, a guy who knows or should know better, also is peddling this bogus narrative about World War III. If you put American planes, American pilots in that, you're basically going to war with Russia. I, uh, as a young officer on an aircraft carrier, participated uh, from the ship uh, in a no-fly zone effort over northern Iraq. It is combat. There's no way you can do that without being willing to shoot and be shot at. It is combat, and I don't think it's in anybody's interest, certainly not Ukraine's interest, for the United States and Russia to be getting in a war in their airspace. Total straw man. Total straw man. Who's talking about American pilots and American planes? Nobody. Nobody. So he turns away a question about backstopping MiGs from Poland to Ukraine by saying, oh, you send American pilots, you send American planes. Nobody's talking about that. And then you have this other excuse for a leader, Ned Price of the State Department, stammering and stuttering his way through empty threats that Vladimir Putin must sit back in his chair and laugh at every time he hears Ned Price at the podium. We've made very clear that any country uh, that would seek to attempt to bail Russia out of this economic financial morass 
uh, will be met with consequences. Uh, we will ensure that no country uh, is uh, able to get away with such a thing. Russia and China, when you combine their GDPs, it's something like 25% of global GDP. When you combine uh, the GDP, the economic might of the United States, the European Union, our allies in the Indo-Pacific, our other allies and partners that have joined us, well over 50%. So there is not a country out there uh, that would be able to fully extricate uh, Moscow uh, from this. Uh, the only thing that could uh, relieve the pressure, that could extricate uh, in a, a meaningful way uh, Moscow from the morasses it has created for itself, is for Putin to change course, to de-escalate and to end the violence. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll just pull everybody back home right now. I'm sure Chairman G will get on the phone and say, hey, Ned Price says every 10 syllables after which he has to pause and take a breath to collect himself, that we have to get out, that we our economy is inadequate to help you, Vlad. Ned Price, Jake Sullivan, Wendy Sherman, Joe Biden. Tomorrow, a real leader will talk to our Congress. And I just pray there's some way that we can actually do what we are capable of doing to protect those people in Ukraine. I've said before that I wish I could turn the clock back and redo the profession that I entered. Uh, I started out as a newspaper reporter. And every day that I read newspapers, I am ashamed of having invested that amount of my professional life in such a partisan endeavor. I was blind to it at the time. Uh, You'd have to be blind not to see it now. Case in point, I go through virtually every day some nonsensical, partisan, slanted story in the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Today, it is the Dispatch, but not the Columbus Dispatch. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch, in an editorial Monday, places the blame for rising gas prices, which have reached a national average of $4.33 a gallon, on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. After publicly pressuring President Joe Biden to halt Russian oil imports over its invasion of Ukraine, Senator Josh Hawley waited only hours to lambaste the president for doing exactly that and for being honest with the American people about the effect it would have on gas prices. Would Hawley have preferred that Biden lie the way Hawley and his Republican colleagues have been lying for months about the root causes of more expensive gasoline? I guess they think the people of St. Louis are stupid. Of course they do. I say all the time. Uh, They aren't stupid. They think we are stupid. That we will believe that gas prices are the exclusive result of Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. They are in part the result of that, but that part and all other parts of the rise in gas prices are 100% preventable had the U.S. not cut back on its domestic energy production, had it not stopped 
things that the Trump administration was doing in its final year in office, not in its first year in office. They continue to tell the lie that we're producing more oil and gas than the Trump administration did in its first year in office. Yeah, because it was hamstrung by Obama policies its first year in office. So, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, complete lie. Its subscribers deserve better. The American people deserve better than what we're getting from Joe Biden and his ilk. The promises never match the performance. Okay, Joe Biden, in advance of Putin's invasion of Ukraine, toughest sanctions, serious consequences. Well, now we've seen women murdered. We've seen children murdered. We've seen a journalist murdered. Jackie Heinrich Fox asking Jen Psaki, what's it going to take to appall you guys to the point where you finally do what you said you were going to do? Ask companies to stop drilling. The president said back in February that the U.S. would respond forcefully if Americans were targeted in Ukraine. Uh, Brett Renaud was killed over the weekend. One of my colleagues was injured today. We're still waiting to hear if he's okay. So what is that response going to look like? Well, let me first say, uh, your colleague Benjamin Hall, I know there's not final reports yet, or we would wait for your news organization to confirm those, but uh, our thoughts, the President's thoughts, our administration's thoughts are with him, his family, and all of you at Fox News as well. Uh, in terms of specific actions, I think you have uh, seen uh, the President uh, lead the world in taking, uh, putting in place consequences, putting in place uh, repercussions and steps uh, in response to the actions of, of Russia, the brutal actions that have certainly impacted uh, Ukrainian people uh, and now have certainly impacted some Americans. But in terms of next steps or what the next consequence would be, I don't have anything to preview for you at this point in time. Of course not, because they're not going to do anything. They're going to threaten. They're going to puff out their chest. They're going to label what they've done super, super tough and nasty. And meanwhile, people die. And they're not even sending prayers, just thoughts. Did you notice that? Just thoughts. The president's thoughts are with you. Get well, Benjamin. You have his thoughts. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.